Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I'd gotten married at 17, and so I'd really never lived away from home before, and we were living with my husband's mother. This was how she shared with her husband until they got divorced. And she was a, an eccentric lady who traveled a lot and had friends that lived in Santa Fe and different places. So she was gone a lot. So I was sort of there in the house alone a lot because my ex-husband was in the music business. And so he traveled a lot. I was aware that there was something else in the house. I could feel that I was being watched sometimes. Things would move. Things were never where you left them. We didn't have a maid, and there was nobody else moving things around. I definitely felt the presence, uh, the entity, whatever you wanted to call it, all the time. The first time I was really aware of it being more than that, I was home alone one night. And uh, my husband was off, uh, you know, with the music business, and he was going to come home late, as he often did. And I heard someone at the front door. And this wasn't like the wind or something like that. This was, it sounded, it was a metallic thing. It was like someone had put the key in and couldn't get it to turn right. So it was this clinking, clinking, clinking of the metallic, and then the door shaking. And I, I didn't know what was going on. I went down. And there was nobody there. So I went back upstairs. I was a little scared. And in a couple of minutes, I hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Not real slow, but slow and heavy. Uh, sounded like a man's footsteps. And it was an old house, so the staircase is pretty creaky. But it, not only did it creak, but you could just hear, you know, boom, boom. And I heard it come and stop at the landing. And I am now scared to death. I have no idea. There's somebody in the house. I have no idea what to do. And I'm looking around on the nightstand for anything I can hit somebody with. Absolutely terrified. It sounds like it's standing in the door of the room where I am. I mean, the hair on the back of my neck went up. Everything... Everything in me went up. Finally, I worked up all my nerve, you know, go and look around. And there's nobody there. The 
This is Shannon in Abu Dhabi, and you are listening to RPA, Real Paranormal Activity, with my good friend, Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, May 9th, 2022. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat. So, what do you guys think about this uh, Amber Heard and uh, Johnny Depp trial? <laughs> you keeping up with it? Oh man, it's getting good. It's getting good. But, other than that, let's do some announcements. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, there will not be a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show. He has a cold. And... Um, I I actually talked to him, and we we're talking about some other things uh, over the phone, obviously. And I just said, "Man, you sound like total shit." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got a cold, and my son has a cold, but my wife hasn't had it yet, so uh, hopefully she doesn't get it." And so, yeah, he says, uh, "You know what? I'm not going to do a show this week." <laughs> I said, "Okay, man. Hey, as always, take care of yourself first. Don't worry about it." The audience will always be here. So, hopefully it'll be okay uh, by next week. This Wednesday, though, there will be a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. So, look for that. And, of course, this Friday, a double feature of entertaining short films that will be released at 12 a.m. Friday morning, Central Standard Time here in the U.S. So, check that out. Other than that, you know, the weather's great. It's going to be upper 80s even reaching into the lord 90s this week oh man summer's here man it's here and so with that we're gonna do some more listener stories yeah we got a big backlog it's uh, piling up yet again and so we're gonna crank out some stories for you guys and you know what that means oh yeah say it with me say it with me that's right too the story then follow me right this way no pushing no shoving and the fans are going nice and cool in here Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, but before you sit down, go to the freezer over there and grab a popsicle. Oh yeah, the freezer is filled with popsicles. Enjoy. And while you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here, as always, get comfy. Alright, and I printed off Bert's packet. She sent me some stories here, let's take a look. Okay. Alright, we got some medium ones and we got a long one here. Alright. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. What the whistle, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. Alright, the first one. This is by Jesse, and it's titled Growl. Okay, Jesse. Let's see what you got, man. I swear, everything I'm writing here is 100% true, and in one case, I have another witness who would back all this up. This took place in a small town near Boston, Massachusetts. It takes place in my mother's house, which is about 30 years old. We were the first owners. The land was an apple orchard before. It was developed for housing, and before that was just woods. Many bad and stressful things have happened in the house. In the winter of 2013, or 2014, I was at home with my mother. I walked into the bathroom, 
and as I entered, I heard a low growl behind me. I screamed, and my mother came running. I told her what I'd heard, and we hunted around for an explanation. We found a vacuum extension, and she suggested it might have tipped over, dragging against the wall, and creating the growling sound. I had my doubts, but for the sake of my sanity, I agreed and forgot all about it. About six months later, my fiancé and I went hiking. We got lost in the woods and were picked up by a really nice woman. She was a devout Catholic. Her car was filled with religious stuff. And when she brought us back to our car, she handed me a statue of the child Jesus with a lamb. She said she had picked it up at a yard sale and felt that I was supposed to have it. I'm not religious, but I was touched by her kindness, so I brought the statue home with me. I set it in the bay window of the kitchen. The next day, around dinner time, my mom and I were in the kitchen talking. We were having a pleasant, normal conversation. Just typical, you know, how was your day stuff. As we were standing there talking, we both heard a loud, menacing growl distinctively coming from the air between us. It sounded like an angry dog. We hunted for an explanation, but after much unsuccessful cabinet wiggling and water running, we were both thoroughly spooked. My mom said the statue had been creeping her out and told me to get rid of it. She was afraid maybe it was responsible for the sound somehow, so I put it outside. I wanted to blame the statue too. My sister, who is a resolute skeptic, was laughing at us the whole time. Later, my sister, yeah, the same one who had been laughing at us when we were freaked out, approached me and said that after a trip to Ireland, she brought home a small pane glass window image of the Virgin Mary and hung it up in her room. She confessed she started having bad nightmares and the sight of it creeped her out. So she put it away and the nightmares stopped. My sister suggested that maybe instead of some growling spirit being attached to the statue, maybe the statue had pissed off something that was already in the house. That made me think of the growl I'd heard that winter. Again, I promise that this is all true. My mother and I are both mentally stable. We don't drink or do drugs, and we are not religious or particularly interested in the paranormal, nor do we jump to paranormal explanations for things. But creepy stuff happens in our house that has driven me to be more open to the paranormal. Thank you very much for reading. And that was from Jesse. Jesse, thank you very much for uh, sharing that. Man, great story. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, I've read a few stories here on the on the show throughout the seasons and also read, you know, articles of, you know, you bring in religious uh, type of, um, you know, anything that symbolizes uh, a faith of yours, whether you're Christian or not. But yeah, uh, some of these things, they don't like those things being there. So yeah, it's quite possible. Who knows? And thank you again for sharing. Great story. All right. What do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by D. And it's titled Figure. Okay, D. Let's see what you got, man. 
I am not quite sure of the exact year this took place, but I know that it was between the years 1992 and 1994. When my siblings and I were younger, we used to sleep with the bedroom door open all the time. You know how you have those nights when you'll wake up and can't seem to go back to sleep. Then you just lay there and blankly stare around the room until you drift off again. Well, on this particular night, I was doing just that. The room was pitch black aside from the little LCD screen that would shine from the VCR and the alarm clock. As I lay there, gazing around, waiting to fall back to sleep, for some reason my eyes directed me towards the doorway and I stared at it for a little while. The only thing that was in view was the doorway into the kitchen. At this particular time, there was a small nightlight on in the kitchen, though it wasn't directly in my view. I remember that the light wasn't bright at all, and its illumination was just soft enough to allow you to navigate in the kitchen without bumping into anything. I don't know if it was meant for me to look at the doorway or not, but after a few minutes, I saw a dark figure slowly easing by, and it went into the kitchen. It startled me because it didn't look like either one of my parents, and it was somewhat faint-like. The shape was that of an older woman, but there were no features, just blackness beyond darkness. I noticed that the lights in the kitchen didn't come on, and there were no noises being made. I was frozen with fear, just staring at the doorway. The next morning, I asked my parents about it, and neither of them had went into the kitchen, but they got up to use the bathroom a few times. It was just very creepy seeing something lurking around the house like that. That event marked the first and, to date, only time I actually seen an apparition. There were a few other times when I thought I'd seen one, but I wasn't sure. I eventually told my sisters about it, and one of them mentioned that one night she had saw the same thing, and it scared her. It was reassuring knowing that I wasn't the only witness, but at the same time it was unnerving because that only confirmed that there really was something going on. Ever since then, we can never sleep with the bedroom door open. Even until this day, being a grown man, I still feel very uncomfortable sleeping in any bedroom with the door open. Love the podcast. And man, that's uh, that's from D. D, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I mean, uh, that was the first time. I mean, do you keep on seeing this thing? over and over and yeah that's a that's a good thing that uh, you know one of your sisters saw something that you described as well that's always a good thing you know a second person yeah good stuff it doesn't seem like it's uh, bothering you though it's wandering around (laughs) yeah creepy though yeah thank you again for sharing all right yeah I uh, I would get the house blessed and all that if I saw something like that I don't like the idea of sleeping with, uh, you know, something wandering around. <laughs> but then again, if it's not bothering you, like, you know, uh, according to this story, it sounds like it's just wandering around in the kitchen. Yeah, no big deal, right? All right, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Kevin. 
and it's titled Master Bedroom. Okay, Kevin, let's see what you got, man. Before you read this, I just wanted to say that given the title of this entry, I hate for this to sound like some sort of cliché title of a horror movie. However, the title is indeed very fitting, and the story will speak for itself. My house has had a lot of paranormal activity pretty much ever since it was built back in 1984, a year before I was born. The activity was never really consistent and would come and go over the years. However, the peak of the activity took place in 1998. I can't remember an actual starting point as it just sort of gradually became prominent, but I would probably say around March or April of that year. To this day, we, my family and I, are not really sure what it was all about or whose spirit it was for that matter, but it sure put us through a lot. Given the time frame, I'm willing to bet that the activity I experienced in my bedroom a few months prior is connected to the activity I'm going to relate in this story. Now with the story. Around March or April 1998, we became aware that the master bedroom would frequently have this very odd feeling to it. It's quite hard to describe, but it's like the room would always have this stillness, as if there was no sort of life or feeling in the air. In other words, it just felt dead. Gradually, it would get to the point that upon entering the room, it would be pure ice cold, and there was this strong sense of dread, as if there was someone that had pure hatred directed towards us. There were times where the feeling would be so intense that it felt like it was just the pure emotion of hatred itself manifested. It just did not feel right at all, and there was always the feeling of urgency to run out. At other times, it just felt weird in an indescribable sort of way. It got to the point where we couldn't even go in there at all, and my parents eventually moved out of the room altogether and started to sleep in the den. They had to leave the door closed always, and if they needed something out of the room, they had to go in there and get it as quickly as possible. Occasionally, my dad and I would open the door briefly, just to check the room. Most of the time it was alright and felt safe to spend time in there. But there were times when the feeling would come back and it was just too overwhelming. During the same time frame, I can remember vividly, we would often feel a cold spot slowly moving through the house. We would take notice of it and thought it was a draft at first, but even if the air conditioner was turned on, it wouldn't send any breeze through the house like that. This cold spot always had an odd vibe to it. It was very slow moving for one thing. It felt ice cold just like the room did. And there was always a presence as if it were a person. We would feel it often and it got to the point where we would sometimes follow it around the house just to see where it was going. We noticed that it would seem to come out of the master bedroom and would slowly move down the hallway into the kitchen, then out into the living room and den. Then it would just slowly fade off. 
I'm not even going to lie. Everyone was a bit freaked out by that. Just imagine how it felt for us to be in the house and we would feel something lurking around like that. My kid's sister had a Dutch hound puppy that we had just got at that time. And it would always seem to bark and whimper at something that we couldn't see, but we could most definitely feel it. The dog wouldn't even go near the master bedroom. I should add, too, that it was really hard having to go to school with this sort of thing on my mind all day, with the addition of having to focus on schoolwork as well as dealing with stress from peers. Things just got very difficult during this time, and my performance in school gradually plummeted. My teachers were becoming concerned about me and was asking what was wrong. Also, some of my peers began to take notice that I would always come to school looking scared or upset about something. But what was I to say? I definitely couldn't tell them about what was happening at home. Imagine going to school having just experienced something crazy the night before or being afraid to come home from school because you didn't know what to expect. It was all becoming very overwhelming. Time went on and the activity gradually calmed, but we would occasionally feel something odd here and there. My parents never completely moved back in the master bedroom though. However, I ended up moving in it because I was getting older and I needed the personal space away from my siblings. I also got tired of them being so noisy while I was trying to sleep. Upon moving into the bedroom, the experiences from before was always in the back of my mind, but for a while, the bedroom felt fine, and nothing out of the ordinary happened. However, years later, there would be the occasional occurrence, like feeling a slight cold spot, hearing little noises around the room, and other little odd things. There would be many of nights where I would be lying down and it never seemed to fail that upon dozing off I would always hear a noise in the room. Like a little popping sound, for instance. Now, logic will tell me that a house is going to pop under normal circumstances such as when the house is settling. But these sounds only happened when I was trying to doze off and it would always wake me up. It's like Something was deliberately trying to annoy me, and every night I would always expect it to happen. The only times it wouldn't do that was when I slept with the TV on. Additionally, there would be many of nights where I couldn't sleep in peace because there was always this feeling of someone in the room. Sometimes I would jump up out of my sleep because of it. It got so bad at times that I had to go out into the living room and sleep on the couch, and upon doing so, I wouldn't have any trouble sleeping or have any strange feelings. It took years, but over time, the activity ceased altogether. That was from Kevin. Kevin, oh man, great story. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, that's kind of odd that it comes and goes, you know? A lot of the stories that I read, you know, it's like once a month or, you know, it's periodic, uh, once every few months, but you're talking about years, you know, you don't feel anything, but, and then it slowly fades away, that feeling, you know, uh, you old timers know this, uh, but you new guys that have uh, just uh, discovered the network and listening to the Monday show, 
you know, the feeling, this is actually a unique story, in my opinion, because I haven't read anything, anyone or, or from anybody that has uh, explained in great detail about cold spots like this thing. You know, they actually followed it around <laughs> the house. That's kind of cool. But, um, or the feeling of being watched. But, um, yeah, the, uh, I stayed at a farmhouse and that's what brought me into the paranormal. And that's what this show is all about to get your guys' stories out, whatever you're experiencing. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I lived in many, many places, no feelings whatsoever. But this place, it, uh, the, the bathroom, it was a two story farmhouse. On the second story was a bathroom. And every once in a while, being in that bathroom, you get this feeling that, you know, something's there something's staring at you or you just you know that you, you hear this all the time or you read about this all the time is that you just feel like you're being watched and then um you leave the the bathroom at least i would and you know you go around the house and everything's fine just normal you know just you know just right now you guys are listening to me you're probably feeling just fine but yeah you'll know the feeling if it happens that's for sure it's it's an odd feeling i get it but um Okay, I'm done rambling. Other than that, that's it, guys. That's all the stories. And as always, we are flattered that you come and visit the RPA Network. Hopefully, you're finding everything okay. Hopefully, you find something cool. Uh, again, just a friendly reminder, this Friday, I'm going to be releasing a double feature, entertaining short films, two, two of them, 12 a.m., Central Standard Time, U.S. And also, this Wednesday, a new episode of Terror's Mysterious Moments will be out, so don't miss that as well. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.